Robots Radio presents... Today's chat is brought to you by, well, all of your support. Through the patronage you provide the Focus Fire chat team through Podbean's crowdfunding, we are able to provide you with the weekly podcast as well as the website and other aspects of Focus Fire chat. If you have any interest in becoming a patron of the FFC, please be sure to visit our website and click on the support link. Even a single dollar helps. And for those of you who are already patrons, thank you again for your generosity. You may have heard the whispers of guardians gathering in the shadows, exploring the mysteries of this world and the worlds which surround us. We are all in search of truth. Sometimes we need to focus that search. Focus that fire! And so we come together! Welcome to Focused Fire Chat! Welcome to Focus Fire Chat, recorded live on October 30th, 2020, over on twitch.tv slash focusfirechat. As always, I want to give a big shout out to our live chat here with us tonight. Thank you so much for joining us once again. This week's episodes are going to be focused around exploring the new element of stasis. This particular episode will serve as what we have come to call the intro session of the week's exploration. Before we go any further, however, let's run through a quick introduction of who all we have with us on the show. As always, this is your host, Blue Crew 86 I am the Waffle Queen. Hey, it's Orchid. Waffle Queen, Otter Mom. <laughs> yeah, Waffle Queen, Otter Mom. Hey, it's Orchid. <laughs> And last but definitely not the least, in the hot seat as guest co-host, we have Tanya M. Burr. Tanya, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing well. I'm really excited about the new expansion and really excited to get nerdy with y'all. Nice. <laughs> We're nice. super excited to have you here, too. This is really great. <laughs> the the abols are dropping in chat already. Well, yeah, um, of course. Veru, Veru's, yeah, Veru's here. Um well, now that we've had the formal giving of names out of the way, I want to shift focus over actually back over to Tanya. Um, usually with these intro sessions, we set aside some time to just to get get to know our guests a little bit more. Um, so just real quick, uh, run through, you know, what what got you into Destiny? Do you I know you do some art, I believe is how you how we are familiar with your name. What what type of art do you what medium of art do you use mostly well i like to work in a lot of different mediums uh you know i've been drawing for as long as i can hold a pencil and uh most recently i've started getting into some more merchandise like um little acrylic charms and lanyards um i also do pins uh and prints um i work both traditional and digital I'm just like all over the place. I mean, this week I started messing around with LED lights to see if uh, I can use that to help enhance my art. Um, I got into Destiny. I wasn't really big into the Halo series before, uh, especially Halo Reach. Um, And then I saw the Bundy's working on a new game. And so I tried out the alpha and then, you know, rest is history pretty awesome um so where did that when did that transition into like the interest with the actual game lore like is that does i know i know to me that kind of seems like it would be a very really cool synergy like you know knowing more about the stories helps design or helps kind of graphically show that but is that is that something that you have found as well or 
Well, the thing that really drew me into Destiny was back in Destiny 1, I was at the tower uh, talking to Cade for, for something, and I exited out, and he was like, psst, take me with you. And from that moment, Destiny wasn't just another game that I was playing. I realized there was a deeper world, and so I started reading into the grimoire and uh you know there is the args and everything that Bungie was doing it just absolutely sucked me in and i just consumed every available story that they had i read all of the lore on the different items and it was amazing to me how deep of a world that they had created and there's a lot of it that they leave it just open enough that you can start to kind of fill in the gaps and theorize yourself. And, you know, I I know that with Destiny, it was that they had to make some changes at the last minute so they weren't able to present the story they had originally intended, but the pieces of it were still there. And so, like... I'm in this Destiny Slack where I become the moderator of the lore channel. That's like I'm one of the people where people have a question and they just uh, ask me about it. And um, yeah, it's just I just love how how deep that it's gotten. And um, and also getting to having a big interest in the game. I've also kind of uh, come to learn through other people's stories, just like how Bungie works as a company. And uh, it's gotten me to understand why the lore is as it is and have a greater appreciation for that that way. So I don't know if I'm making any sense or just. No, yeah, no, it's, it's, it sounds pretty, it's actually pretty similar to a lot of like the people that we've, we've had on the show and talked to, you know, the, the growth of that, you know, whatever, whatever that one catalyst was. And then, you know, that tipping point into like, oh, wow, there's actually, you know, really a lot here. And, and I like the way that you were, you were talking about like how it it leaves just enough open to kind of make it a personal connection. Like that's one of the draws that I think Bungie has, even with Halo, they did a really good job with, Um, you know, they, they have that, they are often able to find that balance between, you know, world building and character building and then not, but not stifling, um, which is, I think, I think that's a really good, I like, I like the way that you explain that um, for, for your art. You said, you said that you had gotten into like the acrylics. I'm a big pin collector, so I, I'm going to be looking at this. Um, where can we, where can we find that's, do you have like a, etsy or do you have like a storefront a digital storefront that people can can see stuff that you do or is that just like all on twitter how how's the best way to to interact with you outside of the show well you can find me on twitter i'm at tanya ember uh i had to put the middle initial in there because there is a british influencer who also shares my first and last name i've gotten some of her fan mail and also uh some like invites to makeup events, but that's besides the point. Uh, uh, you can find me at uh, Tanya Ember uh, or at Tanya Ember on Twitter, and my pinned tweet is a link to my store. Cool. 
and we'll have that. We'll definitely put that in the show notes for anyone who is curious and interested in that. Um, so kind of to, to dovetail back into, you know, tonight's or this week's topic, I guess, um, why, what, what actually, uh, what calls or what makes state the idea of stasis? I know you and I were talking about this a little bit beforehand, but is there a reason why stasis as a topic kind of stood out to you uh, uh, for interest purposes? So just in the different way that stasis works from other light-based powers, you know, in in their lore, there's the about there's stuff about the darkness, you know, bringing people in or or bringing like energies and absorbing, whereas the light kind of goes out, which in itself brings a nice kind of balance. Um, but Part part of his uh, uh, Griffin, the one of the community managers' insistence that it is not ice, <laughs> and and so like and in some of the the copy, it's like referred to as cosmic ice, and mm-hmm. so you know I started I started looking at the laws of thermodynamics to see uh, you know what kind of because like ice generally doesn't spontaneously grow out out of nowhere um you know in so with the uh i'm right now i'm putting my or my thoughts into a specific order and that order is that you know manner doesn't change in it well there's always a constant amount of energy it just changes mm-hmm. to, i am totally yeah I, yeah I yeah really it's the have, law yeah it's the, the law it's the law, law of conservation of energy conservation of energy I, yep I'm, yep and starting yeah. to talk about here and, and it, uh you see that with definitely with the elements that we had already with the void solar and arc and so the stasis is actually kind of an interesting component that's getting added into that mix for sure so yeah yeah my theory on how like the deep part of how stasis works is that uh, what you're expelling isn't ice. What you're expelling is a type of inner paracausal field that absorbs heat. And because of that rapid absorption of heat, the ice forms around, you know, what you're making the ice wall or uh, mm-hmm. using ice as a shorthand, but like the, the power itself I think is not the ice. It's that energy that draws in the heat and creates the ice. And then because that energy is so rapidly absorbed, uh, it is also expelled extremely rapidly in the form of an explosion. And so that's like the short version of how I think stasis power works and having it be something so different, you know, mechanically than any of the powers that we've had so far in destiny is really exciting uh i made a hunter and i'm excited to try out the revenant subclass and be an ice ninja see i was gonna i was gonna ask that was my next question is what class do you do you prime primarily play under so i'm glad i'm glad that we're we're keeping orchid in check with her (laughs) dual focus of titan warlock Well, I like to think I I main a Felwinter, which is a warlock that likes to shoulder charge things. You're not wrong. I'm correct in every way. Um, you also broke the the sundials. So. I also broke the sundial. This is what I am known for: is that I am the Titan, 
that broke the sundial. I am a paladin, apparently, Viru said. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm so sorry for you. <laughs> yeah. I would also kill a ghost. Apparently, I am a, a bad guardian <laughs> that would kill ghosts, shoulder charge things as a warlock, broke the sundial. I have a real bad rap sheet, guys. I, <laughs> I should just delete the game. <laughs> delete, 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 delete. Well, you deleted your vault, right? I just, you know, I should just delete the traveler while I'm at it. <laughs> Team triangle for the Damn. win. <laughs> Team circle's lame. Team triangle for the win. You might have a point there. Did it? Yep. Well, yeah, I got three points. Team triangle. <laughs> so while I do main a hunter, I do play all three characters. And, you know, I find good things about all of them, but Hunter has always been my default, even if certain things are easier on uh, Warlock and Titan. Like, I guess that's one way to look at it, is I like to play on the very hardest mode, which is play as a Hunter. Yep, that's what I've said. Everyone everyone makes fun of it, but, you know, war- well, especially in Destiny 1, Warlock was easy mode, because they had the reset button. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> working <laughs> so anyways let's move on to <laughs> announcements at least, at least i don't have to carry my blankie with me everywhere like you guys do hey at least we have a jump <laughs> <laughs> i don't need a jump who needs a jump when i can float everywhere if you don't float you gracefully fall <laughs> ultimate laziness Flooping. you floof or you can abuse you floof about that mode I sun sang my way all the way around Destiny. <laughs> Better believe it. I Pretty sure what I uh, that's like the D1. only the only subclass I played when I played Warlock in D one was I was like, wait, I can redo this whole thing. Yes, that's the one. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> no, I I like to use Blink. I was I mainly played um, Nova Bomb, so. Nova bomb. I like to blink my way around things, and then blink got in D two, and now I have to wear a helmet if I want to like in D one. So I don't, I don't do it. Well, they just want you to blink safely, so the specific helmet. Uh, yeah, I I will admit though that um, devour is uh, easy game for babies mode. So <laughs> yeah. It really all is. Right. All right. Well, sorry, Blue. No, 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 no. You're fine. Um, <laughs> I was just, I just have a couple, couple uh, announcements for the week. Just the standard ones. Uh, I just wanted to remind people to check out the lore, the lore um, Let us know your thoughts on the weekly roundups that we have going on over there, as well as the Destiny Armory Defined articles. Those get put up weekly as well. Um, and then also just a general reminder: if you guys do have a couple, couple minutes, uh, we do appreciate it if you would leave us a review over on iTunes or whichever podcasting app you are listening to. Uh, as far as podcasts go, reviews and ratings actually go very far. Um, so we really, really appreciate that. Um, as well, please also do the same to the Destiny Lore audio file. If you guys are not familiar with that, that is Green's project. She is basically taking all of the lore books and translating them into kind of an audio book format that's getting released on a weekly basis as well. Um, so, yes, 
definitely give those both a uh, a review and, and a rating if you would not mind to do so. Um, with that being said, we're I'm actually going to take a bit of a break right now. And then when we get back, we're going to jump right into kind of uh, what we've started to call the cocktail knowledge segment of Stasis. Should introduce myself. Um, I'm Corin Black, a humble half demon. And folks around Baltimore call me the devil's runt. Here we go, finally moving again. How do you feel about methamphetamines? You know, devil's blood don't make you a devil. Under the Shroud, fantasy, noir, and horror from Baltimore's sin-soaked streets. Find creator Ian Humphrey on Twitter at Fictional Ian. All right, so stasis. Uh, so stasis is, you know, I think that for a while there, it was going back and forth whether or not stasis was an actual element. Um, and then we got the description, and it is actually described as an element born of darkness. Um, and it go, they go on, they say, in its base form, it is an alluring, lethal, lethal cosmic energy that, when wielded correctly, can attach itself to surfaces, objects, and beings. Due to its freezing nature, this process manifests, its, manifests itself in the formation of cold, crystalline structures that leave a patterned stasis footprint behind, um, which is where we get the idea of that, like, cosmic ice type, I, uh, that to- cosmic ice type theme um, with those crystalline structures. Um, and so, yeah, and then further on, you see cold and dark and alluring. These are the kind of the thematic tones of stasis. Uh, they say, control the fight, seize your enemies in an icy grip, and shatter them where they stand. And then they go to further within... Oh, sorry, I was double-checking chat. Uh, yes, this is all from the infographic that was attached to the TWAB, or, well, some of this is. Um, they they went on to describe this as a new take on an ele- on elemental power, where the path to victory is found through controlling the enemy and the pace of the fight, instead of through brute force and damage. Which kind of goes back to I think Tanya, what you were had been saying about this kind of being a step away from what we've seen so far, and it being a new take on the power that we as guardians have. Um, let me see what else do we got. We, we do have also Stasis is introduced kind of synonymously with the figure of Aramis um, because basically they go, they, they introduce Aramis as the Kell of Darkness who is bestowing Stasis on her forces, um, which is an interesting twist because it makes me, it makes me curious if Stasis is going to have the same paracausal potency that the 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 guardians have with the power of the light um i'm I'm curious about the paracausal nature of stasis and to see how that gets kind of rectified within there uh because so far it is the guardians having the traveler's light that has allowed them to manifest the powers of solar arc and void in a powerful manner um so I'm curious to see how the darkness imbuing the various uh, factions with stasis is going to kind of counteract that. I'm just, I'm, I'm, that's one of my, that's one of my like things that I have out in 
waiting to see how that how that works out um they go on to you know with the hunters they talk about the stasis field titans have the stasis crystal um the warlocks kind of have like the they are more about the freezing of things and they than the shattering um so it's kind of like a, a a little bit of a combination of the both of them uh stasis is referred to as the domain of control it is less than out, it's less about outright aggression and more about careful control of not just your combatants and not just your opponents but also the space that you are in and let me see sapphire said as guardians we normally overwhelm overwhelm our enemies with the raw power of the light stasis seems like a manifestation in a um shift if thought from force to strategy on paracausal level that's that that is actually i like that and black flag is correct too we do see aramis in i believe that was the story trailer that they released she actually shatters a servitor with stasis um that was actually kind of deviating a little bit there that is actually something that i am very intrigued in is seeing how the fallen there's a lot of calling out of breaking the chains that the fallen have had with regards to ether. Um, we saw this attempt a little bit with the scorn and fickle, but I'm very curious to see how stasis is going to allow them to air quote, become free of those chains. Um, let's see. I don't know if you guys have anything that you wanted to weigh in on that one. Well, you know, in terms of being chained to things, you know, the the fallen, uh, the Elixni rely on the servitors to provide them with ether as their source of sustenance, their source of survival. And it sounds like they can get the same source from the darkness. And so, you know, breaking themselves off of that reliance on ether you know, that's like they're still the I'm sure that this has brought, been brought up on another po- podcast. But like, you know how the servitors are around and also the traveler is around. Mm-hmm. They're kind of like replacements for the great machine. And I'm not sure if there is anything that said that the great machine gave them ether. Because I'm, I'm wondering, like, if. It started out with the traveler giving them ether, and then they just got hooked to it like a drug. And now they're getting hooked to darkness as another drug. Mm-hmm. On some level, on some levels, I wonder whether the elixir really need ether or this stuff at all. If it's just some source of power that they've come accustomed to, and is just like a part of their culture. And it'd be interesting to see if they brought things in a different direction. I mean, you have Mithrax at the House of Light, and I don't think that Mithrax has gotten any powers from the Traveler, so there might be, like, a third way that they could go, maybe? Um, But, you you know, being able to choose your own destiny, excuse the pun, Mm -hmm. you know, I can understand that the the Elixir have just been you know, beaten down time and time again, you know, uh, from invading forces and then being uh, abandoned by the great machine and then, you know, chasing after it and getting beaten down by guardians. It's It's been a rough life. And, like, 
I totally understand they're wanting to have their time to shine. No, and I agree. I agree with that. I, I would say, you know, the thing with um, the thing with the servitors is we do know that the servitors were around during the Elixir's Golden Age because of some comments from Varix and his relationship with uh, Fickrel. Um, and that was now as far as the ether consumption, um, I see I see that argument and I, I actually have similar thoughts. Uh, Trigger actually pointed out something <clears throat> as well. You know, if stasis he's in Trigger saying if stasis show, slows energy's movement, it could also mean that they're using stasis to slow the the ether consumption within them, um, which would be an interesting sidestepping of the requirement. Um, you know, with the fallen we do have repeated attempts to kind of break free from this, you know, addiction, as you as you kind of talked about it with the ether. Uh, you know, we saw it with Fickrel. We saw it with the, the corrupted ether that he had. We saw it with Siva uh, with um, back in D1. And, you know, Siva was more of an augmentation uh, with the Devil Splicers than anything, but there was ultimately an attempt by Axis to to bypass the Aether there. Um, you know, with Varix and with Mithrax, they are definitely still operating within the requirement of the Fallen to have Aether. And you see that with Varix because Varix... Uh, Varix starves himself with ether like he he has he has ration you know we saw that with the uh forsaken lore books he has cut him cut his intake of ether down significantly to the point that petra comments about you know you need to you need to eat more um and so regardless of i think if they needed ether to begin with i think at this stage in their their evolutionary development from a from a character standpoint it's absolutely needed like they they have to have it at this point um because we've seen when they take a captain and their punishment is to take the ether away from that captain they actually shrink they physically are like they they deteriorate physically uh you know that's called out with varix again uh with his frailness um, which is which is an interesting thing because in one of the trailers we see Aramis kind of knock him knock him around a bit, uh, and and then freezes freezes feet to the ground. I'm curious to see how he gets gets himself out of that particular predicament. And I, I'm worried for Varix. Like I know that he let the scorn loose, and that is uh, and that is why Cade died, and. Going back to earlier and how Cade was one of the reasons I got into Destiny in the first place, um, I and one of my products, which I'm going to be putting back up on the store soon, I had it for Guardian Con. Yeah, a, I remember uh, that. Yep, that was me. Uh, Cade Six Prayer Candle. <laughs> uh, and, so cute, though. <laughs> it's all, he's holding a little chicken. It's really adorable. That's so cute. Toki, I swear to God. Uh, it will be bad. I, I did manage to find some more stickers, and I, I will have those back on my store soon. But uh, anyway, you would think that it, because of how highly I hold uh, Cade that I would absolutely hate Varix. But, man, I really liked Varix and, and Destiny 1 
as well. But and you know, part of it is like you knew that you could not trust him. Like he was always asking, "It's like, can I see your ghost?" <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's like, "Would you like to trade for it?" And all that kind of stuff. So, you know, him want he him pulling a move that he thinks is going to help his people. I totally get that, and it's not like he was like, "Now go and kill Cade." So, um, you know, I was briefly mad at at Ferrix when Forsaken came out, but I am still worried about him now. They've sort of mentioned him being a character, and. Like, I, I would be sad if they end up killing him off. I hope oh, yeah. they don't. I really hope but... they don't. Because Varric, in his own way, he's, he is a, he's not an enemy. Like, he, 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 he doesn't, his, his interests don't necessarily align with our own. But in some ways they do. And, you know, in in a way, Varric's character is doing what our characters are doing for humanity. He's doing for the fallen, you know, like kind of what you were saying there. He's like, Varric is trying to to find a way out of this, like, indentured servitude, if you will, to whatever it is. Like, you know, he, he makes comments about that f- from way back when we were introduced to him he's constantly calling out that and you know in Varric's whole story is all about choosing what he perceives to be the right path you know that was his entire reason for betraying Skolas was Skolas slaughtered innocence and Varric's was like yeah no we're not gonna do that like that's that's not okay Mara this guy this guy needs to be put in you know like and and even even then, you saw Varix in a way kind of have mercy on Skolas because he imprisoned him. He didn't kill him. And then you also see that with Fickrel. Varix is constantly trying, like with Fickrel, Varix was constantly trying to heal him. And so I'm, I'm curious to see, I'm curious to see his reaction to Aramis. Because, you know, Varix is also with his uh, character spotlight video, which I, I absolutely love Bungie for putting those out. But his yes. big quote on those particular things was that the only thing in darkness is death. And and he has, like, in, in the clip that you see where he kind of confronts Aramis, you have him kind of almost begging her to come back, like, from the brink that she's standing on, it seems like. So, again, he's he's been portrayed as this character that is is doing what our characters are doing but he's doing it for you know this faction or this race that you know we are pretty commonly at odds with um and yeah and, and viru is talking about you know he is one of the only witnesses of the original like of the elixney golden age left so he's you know he kind of calls that out with uh when he talks about Oh gosh, I can't remember the Kella Kings um, being one of the only other ones, other than him and Fickrel, that were around at that you know around and that really remember the way of the the Elixni of old. Um, and I, I you know and I get I get a lot of people are like, well, he he killed Kate, and it's like, well, he, not really. Like he he did he set the events in motion. Like he was a catalyst, but he was not, you know, kind of what you were saying. He didn't, he didn't be like, he's like, all right, I'm going to let you guys out, but you need to stay here because this guy's going to come and I need you to shoot him. Like that, that wasn't, you know, 
he has his bone to pick with Cade and with the Vanguard for sure, but I don't think he, I don't, I don't, I just, I don't take Varix as the type of person who's like, we're going to assassinate this guy. Yeah. Yeah, Black Flag. He's He's been vehemently against the methods of, the forced methods of evolution that the Fallen have chosen so far, you know, against Siva. He, I mean, he was vehemently against Siva. I mean, he was almost physically ill when, what was it, Sepkis, Sepkis Perfected put, popped up on screen. He was like, what? And then Scorn, you know, he tried everything in his power to reverse that. And so far from what we've seen with Stasis, he's also kind of, you know, he's, again, kind of showing that, let's pump the brakes, guys. That's not really a, a good thing. But real quick, I think we'll take another little quick ad break. And then when we jump back, let's talk about, let's see, what else do we, what else do we have here just on a general level? Um, well, actually, let's, uh, Tanya, I'm going to let you talk a little bit about the thermodynamics here at the end to kind of lead us into the, the next, the advanced ses- session, if that's, if that's good enough, you think that would work? Do you like adventure? Yeah. Do you like laughing? Uh, yeah. Would you like to listen to a group of people you don't know play D&D and reference retro pop culture you vaguely remember? Um... Excellent. You're going to love Committee Quest. We play D&D in the world of Amaranth. We use adventure modules and supplements made by people in the community. We also have a sweet synthwave backing track. Come and join us on our adventure. Volume 1 has been completed. Volume 2 coming the end of January. You can find us on iTunes, Podbean, or wherever you get your podcasts from. All right, well, let me pull up my notes. Um, so, a lot of this I've already covered, but if you're late tuning in. Um, so, in thermodynamics, you got the, and in and related to thermodynamics, you've got the law of the conservation of energy, which states that energy can neither be created nor destroyed, it can only change form. Now, with paracausality kind of throws a bit of this out the window, but uh, because, you know, as a guardian, you're constantly putting out light. Um, But, you know, with the light, you got the darkness, it's two two opposite but equal forces. Actually, we don't know all that much about that. Anyway, um, the darkness draws in energy, absorbing energy. was my the theory I mentioned earlier is like the ice that we see is the result of the power of the darkness, which it's drawing in the energy, um, absorbing the heat and making that ice. Uh, and then because it's such a, a violent reaction, it then explodes and that you got the shattering. It's really cool sound effects. It's a fungi way. Um, but yeah, there, it, the the universe is always trying to balance itself out, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you have energy and heat, but uh, it might take thousands and thousands of years, but that'll eventually cool. So you got um, you got stars, uh, you know, these big gas giants constantly putting putting out heat, but we've seen evidence in the universe that eventually those go out. Um, so. Kind of going back to that, the the lore card with the game between the light and the dark, um, that paracausality is, I think, is the what the light 
like breaking the rules and making up their own game because they they keep losing and the powers of the darkness i think is the darkness going well if you're gonna break the rules i am too and so that's where we're getting our darkness powers from well and the other way the other way to look at the paracausal component is that you know paracausality is the sidestepping of causality it's literally what that means and so like you don't have to worry about the cause and effect process with paracausal capabilities and so like with with the different elements it's literally the manifestation of these elements without cause it's literally you are you are summoning the effect but you don't have to worry about a cause being present and so with stasis, you know, the the stasis crystals, for example, is described as, you know, it's the solid form of stasis and it's a violent and unstable block of crystal. Um, and the way that these these particular crystals form is they the, it's the focused stasis energy that is connecting with matter in the environment. And then it freezes, you know, basically it freezes nearby enemies and renders them all immobile. But it's also highly unstable which is where you get that shattering um, and then, you know, that explosion of those sharp jagged crystals. So it, again, going back to, it's not necessarily ice, it's cosmic ice and cosmic ice is this crystalline. It, it's not, it's when we talk about ice, we often think about liquid and then into ice. This is something that is much more, it, it, it doesn't have to have a liquid form. It is something that is crystalline. It is a crystal. Um, and so when you're talking about like that that paracausality, it's literally the formation of these crystals from nothing. You know, they they're summoning them basically into existence. You know, you see that with the Sunbreaker when he come he pulls out a a hammer. Well, normally you have to have a hammer and then light it on fire for it to be a flaming hammer. But <laughs> with the Sunbreaker, they just it just appears. You know, same with the Gunslinger. You know. These are the easiest ones. The Dawn Blade has the same. You know, any of the ones that they manifest those those components because they are manifesting them out of air quote thin air. That is by definition paracausality. And so with stasis, what we're seeing is these manifestations of this crystalline element, really out of same thing out of nothing. Um, you see that with the stasis field. You know, whereas the stasis crystal is the focused you know, energy, a stasis field is described as unfocused. It's an unfocused feet. It's, it's a sphere of influence that is basically just filled with this dark elemental power. And what it does is because it's so unfocused, it's attaching to anything that enters into that sphere. So that's why you have all your enemies that enter into that area. They slow down because they're getting bogged down with all this, this dark power. Um, and so what happens is you your enemy enters the field, the stasis energy just attaches it, and eventually what happens is they get encased in these crystals because by matter entering this sphere of influence, it is allowing that that unfocused energy to focus and form the crystals. So, you know, you get again, you get this like this this confluence of this elemental thing that you are calling out of nothing. And that's where you get that paracausal component. Uh Oh yeah, yeah. Trigger's talking about sublimation, uh, which is gas turned to ice. Yeah, I mean, and that's and that's yeah, it's exactly it. Black Flag mentions it's all based on the fundamental forces like entropy, heat, death, you know, etc. And 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 we kind of mentioned this too at the beginning of the episode. You see, you know, you see that with the existence in the previous trifecta, you had the solar, the void, and the arc. Um, 
and oh trigger okay cool that was the opposite um with solar void and arc we had a cycle established so my curious my curiosity gets sparked because it's like okay we're in this cycle technically is stasis gonna be fitting um you know is it gonna be after void in the cycle or is it gonna be after arc you know where exactly in that is that uh and that's gonna be where i really kind of am curious to see how they how they kind of describe this um so i do have a thing that i noticed during uh luke luke smith's uh interview that he did on twitch the other day mm -hmm. um he he did say that uh i'm pretty sure that i heard that he said that stasis is like the start of the darkness powers so looking how the darkness relates to the light um you might want to think a little bit outside of how stasis fits in with those three mm -hmm. and think about how uh it, it sounds like we're going to have more darkness powers besides stasis sometime the far like years right. years from my, now probably my counter argument to that is that i would still I'm I'm curious to see because up until now, at least those three elements have been separated from they they are not light. Light is the manifest. Light is using those elements because those are cosmic building block energies. So mm -hmm. solar arc and void are not like you can have solar light, but that does not mean that solar is light. Solar is the element of that that um, the the fusion. Um, arc is that spark, you know, void is the, 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 the deep vacuum that lies underneath the stasis or the, the state of everything in existence. And that's how they've been explained. And then light is something that you then manifest those elements through. So I'm, that's where I'm kind of getting, yeah, black flag, solar is fusion, arc is electromagnetism and void is gravity. And so you don't like, you can have void light and it's always like up until, stasis and and i'm not i'm not i'm i'm interested to see if they go in a different direction than this because up until now it has always been referred to as either solar or solar light like when you when you have something that is elementally connected to light it is always called out as being arc light or solar light whereas you can have solar you know the element of solar is something different <laughs> It's it's yeah, it's like it's like it's like a capital L light and lowercase L light kind of difference. It it's well, really very very fine. I, Orchid I is the, so happy with me right now. <laughs> well, the the separation that uh, another way to put it might be that you've got uh, solar light and you also have solar energy. Uh, in the uh, Sabathun Song Strike, we came across those void. Uh, void light crystals and mm -hmm, the ghost mm -hmm. is always so shocked it's like this is void light and only guardians can do that and so it makes that clear distinction between energy and light and light being the thing that only guardians can do um, the way that I would think of it is that the darkness is kind of the opposite so you've got solar flames you, uh, you got ice so you know, if we're getting more stasis, I, I don't know whether we'll be having more stasis supers mm -hmm. far into the future. Um, if they do go that route, then I would imagine that it would just be like doing the opposite 
Um, right. It's, yeah. It's like, what's the opposite of electricity and gravity? It's, well, and that's and that's thing. what Chad is kind of talking about too. Is like you know what I could see is you know going along that kind of concept of solar arc and void as being light powers. You know, stasis could be the dark equivalent of void. And then you have a dark equivalent of solar and a dark equivalent of arc. You know, I could maybe see something like that. That would be that would be something that would make sense because it would still tie into this idea of having like an elemental building block, but then having the el- like the um, the the paracausal f- energy that is accessing that element block being different there because the dark is the dark allows stasis, but the light uses void i don't i'm like brainstorming out loud there and orchid's just shaking her head at me right now but well blue we're if, so far in the weeds right now I, i'm there's, just I, there's I'm like, no coming back from this conversation no like, no yeah we I mean, might I mean, as well just me, stay out here give me give me well, three minutes and we'll do shout outs <laughs> uh-huh well if we if we can transfer into game mechanics for for a second um and maybe this will this will help uh they showed a preview um, of the upcoming character screens and when they switch to dark powers, you know, how when you're selecting your super, it's in Mm. that, like, those three things there. The darkness is in a completely separate category. Right. Which is where I I can see, like, a parallel swap, you know, being, like, you know, you have your light, powers and then you have your batman powers or the dark powers um so you know (laughs) dark mode was added to destiny we now have night mode you have have light mode and night mode that the thing is we are because the loading screen is going to be dark now yes (laughs) i don't get blinded when i turn on the game that that's one of the the things that they announced like a while ago, and ah. it's it's not uh, it, it you know not getting mentioned much again because there's so much else to talk about. I'm just happy. I, I I'm gonna. I'm just yeah. I'm going with dark mode has been added to destiny. Like I, that <laughs> just makes so much more sense to to my brain. <laughs> <laughs> it works. Yeah, it's. T- Orchid, do you do you oh. use your social media in dark mode or light mode? I only use it in dark mode because I'm I'm not some sort of light mode <laughs> troglodyte <laughs> like the rest of you. This is why we get along. I know. Oh, I'm gonna. I'm actually. I'm. I have a shout out for oh. the light mode right now. <laughs> We're gonna get into shout outs right now. Yes, we are. We are going into shout outs right now. Before I get dovetailed into something else, shout out to Myelin Games who uses light mode on everything. <laughs> everything and it drives me crazy. His Twitch streams hurt my eyes. It hurts my eyes every time he opens anything on his Twitch streams because I'm like, why do you do this? He's like, but it's light in my room. That's why I have light mode on on everything. I was about to say, please bring in the the argument that he has for he's like it's not night it's not night i do this at 6 a.m yes dancing also would like us to shout out mylan's microsoft paint skills um he is pro microsoft paints his his gears of war war sketch (laughs) 
he's actually one of the best if you if you want a really good stream of like the collector's edition you should go back and watch that stream that he did it was all in microsoft paint (laughs) it was really good Oh my goodness! I'm gonna have to go, but I have not seen this yet. I'm gonna have to go back back and watch it. (laughs) Just go back. I just invented new geometric shapes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my! Um, Tanya, uh, do you have any shout-outs for for the intro session for us? Oh man! Um, Shout out to my Slack and to my my clan, uh, Disco Technical. Um, one of our founding members is a uh, a tech uh, a techie DJ. Um, actually, uh, DJ Spin Monkey. Uh, he he might well a little bit late. His his session might be over now, but I know that he does some um, Twitch streams of uh, of his remixes, and he's a really good DJ and also the kindest human being on the face of this earth. Um, so it's a really good shout- combination there. Um, yeah, he's a great guy. Um, uh, let's see, shout out to GJ Spin Monkey. Um, also, gonna do shout outs to uh, Rans, the other founding member of uh, the Destiny Slack um, that I'm on. Um, if you look up his uh, blog, Rans in Response, uh, you can find a link to to get an invite. Uh, to, to that Slack, we're uh, a group of kind human beings who like to play Destiny together and uh, like to chat in it in, uh, in our Slack. So uh, check that out. Um, it's uh, I, I I didn't I don't I don't have anything prepared. Uh, <laughs> no, no, you're, that's fine. That's fine. Um, I just want to give a, a big shout out to you. You know, big thank you for you jumping on and being willing to kind of dive into. A topic that you know actually we don't know much about yet uh which which for a lot of us i know some some people will find that really daunting i find that really really refreshing and exciting and i love getting to annoy orchid with my my in the weeds spin foil (laughs) the side eye is the side eye is strong here (laughs) blue you know green is the buffer between the two of us (laughs) because you know I'm a real dumb, and <laughs> that's false. So you're you're you know 200 IQ like super bumpy brain like real super bumpy big brain. universe <laughs> big brain stuff that you can constantly talk about, and then like me smooth brain like 10 IQ Jack <laughs> over here. I'm just like I have no idea what you're talking about. So. Yeah, that being PhD, said, though, I'm way, gonna I'm but... gonna give you I'm gonna have you talk about. Uh, you said you were a Titan warlock. Yeah, that tracks. I just, I just punch things. <laughs> I wear a dress while doing it. I punch things that look fabulous. I I have oh. worn. I've I've won the fashion award, by the way. So oh, congrats! Thank you. That's all I've known for. With that being said, I love I love chat. Yeah. Orchid, a scientist, is just like WTF is he saying? <laughs> That's how you know that this has just gone completely into the weeds. <laughs> so on that uh, note, yeah. I'm just gonna uh, re- yeah, go for it, go for it. Well, real real quick, um, just some things uh, about the mechanics in the actual game. Um, 
I have a feeling that, like, if you've ever walked through one of those fall, uh, fallen flash grenades, you're going to get a feeling about how stasis is going to affect you in some ways. Um, I know that it's going to be a little bit different, but you get that slowing down. Um, also, um, what's the hunter exotic that gives you the two dodges? Um, it's the six coyote, right? Uh, um, yes, I believe so. So, uh, the upcoming hunter dodge that can freeze nearby enemies and the six <laughs> coyote is going to be a bane in the crucible. I'm calling it right now. Um, I am <laughs> like, if you think the, the, the jump, the, the jesters were annoying, wait until this combo is around. It's, uh, whew. but, uh, all the same, I'm, I'm, Looking forward to the next chapter in Destiny. And also, um, shout out to expired ramen coupons. Yes. I worked worked very hard uh, exploiting a thing where you could pick up more than one. And (laughs) and so I I have over 60 and less than 70 of these... Coupons that I've holding, been holding on for two years. I had a in... nice number of coupons. <laughs> oh, hey! High, high five! We've got the same number of coupons. <laughs> uh, and I, this has been clogging my vault for a, a couple of years, and I know that it's dark data, and I understand why, but um, I'm looking, I, I know there are uh, like Indulgent Human and I think Vanguard Armory Pins both have expired mm-hmm. ramen coupon merch. Yeah, Vanguard um, just, I think, put out a tweet that he's bringing them back because yeah, of I it. know that, yeah, uh, Art Deck is also making a, a 3D model um, tribute to expired ramen coupons and I am also working on something. Hopefully I'll have an announcement on that soon, but um I'm going to miss my expired ramen coupons. I'm going to miss my spin foil hat, my schromatic cube, my perfectly normal coin, Hunter of <laughs> the Heart. Perfectly normal coin. I forgot about that one. <laughs> Hunter of the Heart, the romance novel that um, charred celery, um, the the Rorix tech test. A box of raisins. Uh, a box of raisins. The Ascendant to choke mm-hmm. I, I'm still waiting for the God. peanut butter to come back because we need we have the celery we have the raisins but we need peanut butter and then we can have ants on a log apparently we can still have the used toothbrush which makes sense because it came out in shadow keep um, but there there is a, a new section of the collections that's been added I'm not quite, quite sure exactly when it was added but if you did the festival of the lost stuff and you got that lens um, if you go into collections and flare, and then there's like a collectibles thing, you'll see that lens there. And it might be too late in development for Bungie to do this, but if I could have all of those items in collections, I would just be so over the moon, perfectly happy. If it's something that like somewhere down the line they have it, so you could pick up once and it's just a thing in your library that will make up for it. But in the meantime, I'm very sad that they're. Like, I, I get it, but still. Sorry, I had to say something about the expired ramen coupons. <laughs> oh, yeah, no worries. <laughs> On that note, I just want to thank you all for your time. And until next, I remember, with wisdom we conquer, stand strong, stand tall, and keep exploring. 
With that, we'll begin to wrap the chat up. Thank you again to those over on Twitch for coming to spend your evening with us. If you'd like to join us for the live streaming of the episodes, please be sure to give us a follow over on twitch.tv slash focusedfirechat. Links to all our episode archives can be found at www.thelorenetwork.com. Please be sure to email us at focusfirechat at gmail.com with any comments and or questions for the team concerning the podcast, and let us know how we're doing by giving us some feedback and a rating over on iTunes as well. So until next time, focus your fire, and may your light shine bright. You've been listening to a Robots Radio podcast. Smart shows for interesting people. Check out all the shows at robotsradio.net.